Everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Space, the final frontier. Uh, can't keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, how's it going, Randy? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, I'm getting over a little uh, cold, I think. Yeah, I was about to say it's going around, but considering that we live several hundred miles <laughs> up, <laughs> apart, um, it's I guess it's maybe just a little bit of a coincidence that everyone around here is sick and everyone around there is sick. So yeah, it's just uh, that time of year again. Yeah, I guess so. Well, it's time to get out our uh, what do they call those uh, injectors? Hyposprays. Hyposprays. Yeah, it's time to get out our hyposprays. Wait, have they cured the common cold on Star Trek? I can never remember. There's not like the one thing that eludes them. Oh man, what I wouldn't give to have a replicated, you know, basically anything when I get a cold. Um maybe lungs, like Neelix or holographic lungs <laughs> like Neelix. No, you get all angry about it like Neelix did. Uh yeah, I guess I do kind of act like Neelix when I get sick. Speaking uh, of our good friend Neelix, Yes. Guess who doesn't appear in this episode? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, there's a whole lot of other stuff, though, that happens in this episode that's pretty off the charts. <laughs> I guess we should start talking about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about Star Trek Voyager Season 1, Episode 12, Heroes and Demons. Not to be confused with Angels and Demons. Right. It's This is not written by Dan Brown. Uh, original air date, April 24th, 1995. Episode starts off with a captain's log. Uh, Voyager takes yet another detour to investigate something. Uh, this time they're never going to get home. No, they at this rate, they're like, Oh, there's something over there. Let's go check that out. Oh, there's something. Let's check that out. They're, they're like toddlers. They're just constantly distracted by shiny things. Exactly. Uh, so. They're checking out some uh, photonic activity near a nearby protostar. In engineering, Torres beams aboard some samples of this photonic energy, but only one of the containers is full. Janeway, whose hair is styled slightly differently. Uh, <laughs> well, I wonder if that was in the script. <laughs> figures out that the uh, problem is with the containment field, and then they beam the sample uh, they successfully beam the sample over. Janeway says they want to use the photonic matter so they can boost the efficiency of their power converters by 15%. And Torres is even more excited, says 20% is possible. So again, they're grabbing something they don't know, thinking that it can improve Voyager. And we all know how that turns out. Yeah, every single time so far, it's not been good. Yep. Janeway wants to call Kim in on this, but Harry is off having free time. Uh, she calls him and discovers he's not on board the ship at all. On the bridge, Tuvok says that there's been no unauthorized transporter use and all shuttlecraft are present. Uh, Chakotay says that Kim went off duty and went to the holodeck and he hasn't been seen since. 
So Tuvok and Chicote go to the holodeck. They find it's running a program, and then they can't shut it down. Uh, so Chicote says they go that we have to go in. In the holodeck, it's a nighttime foresty area, and uh, the credits, opening credits. Yeah, they look really baffled by the forest. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, Chicote asks the computer where the program is, and they discover it's Beowulf. They're walking around, and then a spear is thrown their way. Uh, an armored woman named Freya appears, and she says, Who are you, and what are you doing here? And Tuvok tries to delete her, because she's a hologram. <laughs> Uh, but nothing happens, and Tuvok hypothesizes that since the voice commands aren't working, it's safe to assume that the safeties are off as well. So they have to be careful, or they could get injured or killed. Chicote tells Freya that they're friends of Beowulf. Uh, he is, Chicote rightly assumes that Beowulf is Harry Kim, because it's Harry Kim's program. Freya says, oh, they must be there to avenge Beowulf's death. And uh, so, obviously, Chikote and Tuvok want to know more about this. Uh, they're taken to a castle and enter a great hall where they meet King Hrothgar. Uh, Hrothgar tells them about Grendel and how uh, Beowulf was killed by Grendel. Tuvok wants to see Beowulf's body. But Freya says the body is gone and dragged to Grendel's lair. Hrothgar's right-hand man, he's kind of a jerk throughout this entire episode. Um, he's doubtful of Chicote and Tuvok. Uh, he says, I've never heard of you in songs. You're, you're nobody. <laughs> no one's sung a song about you, Tuvok. And at least not yet. <laughs> so I don't like you. Tuvok says they want to examine Grendel. And uh, they call up Janeway and bring her up to speed to say, oh, well, in this world, Harry's dead. And Janeway's obviously very upset about that. Uh, as they're scanning the Great Hall, Tuvok is very fascinated by uh, people's obsession with demons in literature. Uh, Chakotay talks about uh, a, a culture that believes hate is a demon that lives in the stomach. And of a hero who swallowed stones to crush the demon and became a saint. And Tuvok says that there are no demons in Vulcan literature. The tricorder data that Tuvok and Chakotay have been taking uh, is analyzed by Janeway and Torres. And they discover there are small amounts of photonic energy in the holodeck. Uh, Tuvok theorizes that Kim may have been converted into energy... Uh, and Janeway explains that the holodeck is an outgrowth of transporter technology. So that's how it's possible. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a primer on the holodeck technology for people who uh, haven't really, I guess, watched a lot of Star Trek before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you always have to explain to, you know, mm -hmm. you, never, you never know who's going to watch an episode. It could be a longtime Star Trek fan, or it could be someone who's never seen Star Trek in their life. Mm-hmm. In a meeting, uh, Paris is there. Uh, Torres and Janeway talk about photonic energy has caused a problem with the holodeck's matter conversion nodes. Uh, Paris remains hopeful that uh, Kim, Chicote, and Tuvok can be rematerialized. Uh, he wants to go back into the holodeck, which people 
to say, you can't do that. You're going to turn into energy. And he's like, I know someone who will be perfectly safe in the holodeck. And it's the doctor. In sick bay, uh, Janeway Torres and Paris convince the doctor to go on what Janeway calls his first away mission to examine <laughs> Grendel. He basically has cheat codes or no clip specifically. He can, yeah. he can change his density so things can pass through him or he can grab stuff. Kess talks to the doctor after everyone leaves and, uh, she knows that he's nervous about his first away mission because this is something that's completely out of his wheelhouse. He knows everything about medical stuff, but he doesn't know anything outside of sickbay. Kess brings up the idea of the doctor's name again, which has been a recurring thing in the past couple episodes. Uh, he says he's narrowed it down to three possibilities, and Kess says that he should pick one before going on the mission so that he can feel more like a Starfleet officer. Uh, the doctor is transferred to the hall deck and is experiencing the outside world, albeit inside, uh, <laughs> for the first time. Freya, again, once appears in the same... Uh, she appears in the same manner as she did when Chakotay and Tuvok first encountered her, because she's a hologram. Uh, she's a program. The doctor says, oh, I know who you are, and he disarms her with flattery, saying, oh, yeah, I've heard songs of you and your deeds and all that. Uh, he tells her he's looking for Grendel and that his name is Schweitzer. So the doctor has a name. Yep. Dr. Schweitzer. Uh, on the way to the castle, Freya grabs some mushrooms and doctor says, those are poisonous. Uh, what are you doing? And uh, she says, well, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, essentially. <laughs> Freya takes the doctor to Hrothgar's castle. He gets the same greeting that Chakotay and Tuvok got uh, earlier in the episode. He gets in a fight with uh, Hrothgar's right-hand man, that jerk. Uh, we, his name is Unfirth. Unfirth, right, right, right. Uh, and the doctor uses his no-clip ability to win a battle with him. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, the crowd chants his name, Schweitzer, and he gets <laughs> he gets the recognition that he never get, got on Voyager. Uh, he also gets something else in the next scene. He gets to eat for the first time. Uh, the doctor is dining with Hrothgar and his men. And uh, Hrothgar asks for a tale of the doctor's deeds. And he talks about defeating a case of the measles. <laughs> uh, Unfirth is grumpy and says, Oh, I don't like how you're raising Hrothgar's hopes. Uh, Grendel will kill us all or whatever. And, and he basically says, Your story bores me. Oh, yeah. But the doctor doesn't care. He just keeps eating his giant turkey leg. <laughs> um, afterwards, uh, Freya meets with the doctor, and she fears the. She confides in the doctor that she fears that Grendel will wipe them out. Uh, she feels alone among the. Uh, despite the fact that there are a lot of people in the castle, she feels alone, and she wonders if the doctor knows what that feels like. And of course, he does. He's alone among the crew of Voyager. She kisses him. And uh, after she leaves, Grendel appears. 
So we see Grendel for the first time. Does not look like the comic book character. Does not look <laughs> like Angelina Jolie either. Uh, it looks like a being made of energy. Uh, it's made of photonic energy. A, a tentacle, a light tentacle reaches out, grabs the doctor's arm. And the doctor says, get me out of here. And they transfer him to sick bay and his arm is missing. Uh-huh. So that's not good. But when we return from commercial break, doctors return to normal. Torres discovers a synaptic pattern in the photonic energy. And she wants to see if they can get the same pattern from the samples that they took earlier. Uh, Paris goes off to help her and he says, I'll give you a hand. And then the doctor looks at his hand. And I said, <laughs> and I said, see what they did there? Exactly. Uh, in engineering, Torres and Paris experiment on the photonic energy samples, and uh, it it flies off. It's like Navi from Legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah, it just makes a beeline. Actually, I, I'd written down that it, it kind of reminded me of Yellow Slimer. It's like a little Slimer. Yeah, yeah. Flies <laughs> <Lights> off. <laughs> This is insane. I'm out of here. Uh, Taurus tries to block it with containment fields, but he keeps evading it. And uh, Taurus kind of realizes this thing might be alive. Uh Uh, Janeway wants to let it go to see where it goes. Uh, It flees the ship and it goes into this uh, big light orb that suddenly appears and then disappears. In sickbay, Torres, Janeway, and Doctor are in a meeting. The light orb is a photonic lattice, which they guess is the home or a ship for these photonic beings. Uh, They found three distinct biological patterns in the lattice, which Janeway hypothesizes are Chakotay, Kim, and Tuvok. And Janeway says that uh, they basically kidnapped some photonic beings and did experiments on them. And if the tables were turned, she would do anything to get her crew members back. Uh, So the photonic beings are retaliating against Voyager's uh, aggressive actions. By taking prisoners of their own. Right. The doctor wants to offer Grendel the last photonic being that they still have captive uh, as a show of goodwill. Uh, they talk about, you know, first contact rules and everything. Uh, the doctor returns to the holodeck and reunites with Freya. Unfirth is suspicious of the doctor because he's a big jerk. Uh, he wants to destroy the photonic being, uh, which the doctor calls a talisman. Uh, the doctor has to remain solid. He can't use his no clip code. And so when he fights Unfirth, he he basically gets his butt handed to him. Uh, uh-huh. Freya defends the doctor and ha- gets in a duel. Uh, she gets knocked down, and Unferth is about to stab the doctor, but Freya jumps in the way and gets knifed instead. Uh-huh. Uh, Unferth grabs the talisman and leaves, and the doctor stay with, stays with Freya as she dies. In the castle, Unferth hands the talisman over to Hrothgar and says that the doctor is a madman who killed Freya. The doctor grabs a torch and 
puts Freya's sword up to Unfra's neck and noted, no one seems to stop him for some reason. <laughs> I think everyone pretty much agrees that Unfirth is a jerk. I guess so. Uh, he doesn't kill Unfirth because of the Hippocratic Oath. He says, first do no harm. Right, he says, I've sworn an oath not to harm. Right. Uh, he grabs the talisman, the photo photonic being, uh, releases it to Grendel, and then he, you know, pleads with Grendel to release their their own crew members. Um, the lattice appears again, and then on the holodeck, the three missing crew members are present and accounted for. So, despite the fact that this all started because Harry Kim, well, it didn't all start, but Harry Kim was in the holodeck, he was having an adventure, and this is the first time we see him in the episode. <laughs> at the very end. Yes. Uh, in Sick Bay, the doctor talks to Janeway about his encounter, his first mission. Janeway tells him that she'll give him a commendation, but she wants to cite him by name. And she says, oh, Kess told me you picked a name. Uh, he, he doesn't want to use Schweitzer anymore, though, because it will remind him of Freya. Janeway departs with a line about how he hasn't had his last adventure and the doctor agrees before examining his medical equipment. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. It was an interesting episode in that it was about the doctor. We see a lot more the doctor becoming a fully realized character. Uh huh. Yeah. This was basically the first doctor episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had seen the uh, description of this episode on Netflix before I started watching it, of course. There's those little uh, little short, brief descriptions that pop up. And, you know, it said uh, that basically Harry Kim gets trapped in his hollow novel. Um, and so, you know, I think it was rightly so that I thought that this was going to be a Harry Kim episode. Um, we've already kind of had a couple of those. Um, and, uh, it was much to my enjoyment, I guess, my surprise and my, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, it was basically, uh, when I realized it was a doctor episode, I thought that's great because I want to see more of this guy and less of, well, Neelix isn't in it, like we said earlier. Um, and then also, um, I already thought that we've had two or three episodes where Harry Kim goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's the uh, perpetual kidnappy. Yes, he's like the the Harry Kim is like Voyager's little boy that fell down the well, um, and he's just always kind of needing needing to be rescued. The idea of this energy being alive is a lot like that one episode, the cloud, mm -hmm. uh, where they thought this thing that they use as an energy source turned out to be alive. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of. It seems that so far on Voyager, it's like the point that we're at in the series, it's only been around for, this was the 12th episode. Um, and they've gone back to the same kind of well a few times. And it's the same kind of thing that, you know, we've seen done on Next Generation and other Star Trek series. You know, we've definitely had the concept of living energy before. I mean, it's, it's something that was done on the original series. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, not that original um you know there and there are just some 
I guess, bigger questions about, <laughs> about what's going on. But I, I did enjoy that. Um, like I said, that it was a doctor episode. Uh, I thought that there was, they were maybe trying for something a little deeper here by having it be the doctor who's a hologram interacting with characters that are holograms in a holographic situation. Um, maybe they thought originally that this was an opportunity to get the doctor to go on an adventure because there's really at least not yet at, at least there's there's no way for him to really go on an adventure right. other than somewhere on the ship so um but the yeah the the living energy thing is I'm kind of done with that <laughs> basically as much as I'm done with Harry Kim getting you know himself into some kind of trouble right uh yeah well, I mean what did you think of the episode as a whole uh, I thought personally I thought it was kind of just so so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was particularly good. I mean, it it didn't have Neelix, so that was <laughs> always a plus. Uh, sorry, Neelix. I mean, I know we kind of bag on you every episode, but well, he kind of he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of deserve it. You're kind of the worst. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it it basically. I give it big points for being a doctor episode. I mean, it's, for someone who's not real, uh, he actually is one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character that I, and I want to see him develop more, which seems also kind of weird to say because, Hey, he's basically a computer program. So how are we going to see him developed anymore? Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of a holodeck episodes, uh, I mean, I've, there've been far better ones on next generation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, but I mean, it was, it was fun. Uh, it had some good little laughs. Um, it just wasn't terribly, terribly involved. It was just, it was a good chance, I guess, to see the doctor do something and be on screen for a little while uh, when he's usually just kind of a stop on a checklist for an episode. Um, it was good to see him actually have something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was interesting that, uh, you know, Beowulf is a story of Beowulf slaying Grendel. And the way that the hero in this one slayed Grendel was not slaying Grendel. It was, you know, uh-huh. relating and saying, oh, we did, we were the bad guys. We were the demons this time. And uh, they were the others. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think of, I mean, you asked me what I thought about the, the Levine energy thing. And I was wondering, you know, how you feel about that? Uh, I think it's way overdone, especially in Voyager. Like I said, the episode with uh, the cloud was essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this season of Voyager is not very long. So why are they going back to the same places? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this episode was written by a freelance writer. Um and it, it kind of makes me wonder, uh, and, and it was also written uh, before they'd even started shooting the show, um, but it, it does make me wonder if they were a little at a loss with what to do, <laughs> and so they were just kind of, you know, grabbing things from here and there and, and just trying to kind of piece it together as they went. I, You know, looking through some of the uh, the trivia and the background info on the show, it, it seems like they didn't have a really super strong idea of where this was going, other than they were kind of lost in space, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which might, you know, it kind of gets back, I guess, to what we've talked about on previous episodes about, you know, how a show, a more modern show like Battlestar Galactica has approached a topic, or a, a, not a topic, but I guess a scenario like this, where, you know, there's kind of people stuck on a spaceship trying to, trying to get somewhere. Um, and one of the ways to do that is, well, I mean, probably as we've found with Battlestar, the, the better way to do that is to have, you know, a lot of continuity between the episodes. Whereas here, you know, it's this very, form not formulaic but very serious not serialized even you know it's just this very you know each episode is such a self-contained story that there's really no like and there's no thread that's really tying all the episodes together Mm -hmm. um it's like kind of a grab bag you know there's no like you know i'm oh there's this story arc that i'm really you know interested in we got the first hint of that in the last episode with seska um of there being something it's kind of a, at least there being a, an antagonist and, and some sort of stakes or a story or something. But then we go to this story that's just another living energy creature. Um, and yeah, I think, I don't know. I think this episode is kind of a missed opportunity in that, um, when you do a holodeck episode and you would do something with the doctor, you could do something funny. Like it could be a, like uh-huh. a more comedic, a lighter episode. Um, especially coming after Ses- or State of Flux, uh, which is a pretty heavy episode. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe that one that worked out because their attempts at comedy that produced Neelix and he's awful. So <laughs> I don't know. I would have liked to have seen the doctor given a chance to like kind of carry an episode even more that was a comedic episode. I mean, we've definitely seen episodes of other Star Trek series that have really gone for comedy and have worked out all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you know, kind of any, any kind of genre show that, that we've liked over the years. Um, there's always some, you know, every once in a while they go with funny instead of serious and it just it helps to break things up. But I mean, maybe when, like, you know, what I was kind of saying, there's no real um, continuity between the episodes. So it's not like they even really need anything to lighten things up. Yeah. It's just another kind of episode. I'm really hoping that as the series continues, we start to see more of a of a thread that goes through all the episodes rather than it just being kind of like, here's the latest scenario that these people on this ship encounter their themselves in <laughs> they're because they're trying to get mm-hmm. home but they take a detour to find something and bad stuff happens uh, yeah i mean that's that's basically really what it is i don't feel at this point you know there's there's just there really aren't any stakes i don't even really think that there's not like this kind of constant in the back of my head this constant sense of these people are trying to get home they're lost in space they're stuck so far away from home you know like basically it's just another star trek show mm-hmm. um and i've more than once i've when watching this i found myself thinking you know why you know well why didn't they just make it another star trek where they're the voyager is on a mission like the Enterprise to find new worlds. Or, you know, maybe you could even say it's the Voyager. It's, uh, you know, it's this new class of starship that has 
um, you know, a really cool new type of warp drive that allows it to go really, really far into uncharted space. But you don't need to have it be, you know, their 70,000 or there's 70,000 there's 70 or 75 years from home it could just be yeah you know what they're just going out into uncharted sectors of space um and finding new stuff but they don't have to have this weird you know there's nothing basically i'm saying is there's really been nothing so far on the show where i felt like wow this is a story that can only be told in the confines of they're really far from home (laughs) But anyways, I mean, maybe I'm asking too much. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> Have a show from 1995. <laughs> Come on, people. Listen to my input. Rewrite the show. I can't really do that. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, Cathexis. Which well, I... That's how you say that. <laughs> I I think that's how you say that. No, I'm pretty sure it sounded right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't look at the synopsis for this. I've been trying to keep spoiler free, just mm-hmm. kind of watch the episodes as they appear. Yeah, I just, I couldn't help it with this one. It, it just was there and it said, it said holodeck and I thought, oh, well, we're going to see a holodeck episode. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's the show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>